Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Paul is writing to the Ephesians. He's explained to them this deep mystery, this revelation that has been given to him that uh, he is to share the gospel with the Gentiles as well as the Jews. And you're reading to us from your new translation, The Truth, Colin. And uh, we're picking the letter up. We're reading this letter now, chapter three, as, as Paul is praying for the Ephesians, for this revelation to come to them. And we saw that he says in verse um 16, I pray that out of his glorious riches you will be strengthened with power by the working of his spirit in your inmost being. This is so that you will know the presence of Christ in your hearts because of your faith in him. You see, it's not just a matter that, well, I have been born again, and yes, I have received the Holy Spirit. What is happening in your life now? Are you receiving from God now? Is the power of God flowing in your life now? Is there fresh revelation of God in your heart now? Is that love being operative in your life and and being manifested in your relationships with others now? Paul knows it's not just a question of saying, I have been saved, but of demonstrating the life of the saved, demonstrating the life of the kingdom, demonstrating the life of Christ in our daily lives. And so he says, I also pray that your lives will be deeply rooted in his love, that you will be so steadfast in this love that like all those who believe in Jesus and who are set apart for his purposes as his saints, you will be able to comprehend something of the amazing extent of Christ's love. This love seems boundless and unlimited, and through that love, you can be filled to the fullest extent with God himself. Now, you see, that's what God wants. He wants to fill you to the fullest extent possible. Why? Because he wants rivers of living water to flow out of your innermost being. So Paul says, I want you to be so spiritually alive with God's life, with God's power, with God's love. I want you to have a greater and greater revelation and understanding of the extent of this amazing love, this great love, this powerful love that has got nothing to do with emotion. It's not, oh, I love you, my children. It's not that kind of love. It's it's the love that gives. It's the love that can operate in our lives so God can give himself through us to other people. It, it's just so wonderful. And, and that love is so powerful. You can't sort of separate the love of God from the power of God. If the power of God is going forth, it's going to go forth in love. And if we're really loving people in the way that God tells us to love, then the power of God will touch their lives. Not just some, you know, oh, the Lord loves you kind of stuff. No, no. We are those who are to to be able to communicate the life and the power of God that are the real expression of his love. Jesus did not come and walk around Israel saying, I love you, I love you, God loves you, God loves you. There's nothing in the Gospels to indicate that he ever did anything remotely like that. But he demonstrated the love of God. He demonstrated it in the way lives were changed. He demonstrated it in the way his power went forth to heal the sick, to perform miracles, uh, to to bless and minister uh, the grace of God into the lives of people. It is so practical. 
This love is so practical. It's not sentiment. It's not emotion. It's not just words. That's why John says in his first epistle, that the person who says, I love God, but doesn't actually demonstrate that love to his brother. He is a liar. He's deceived and the truth is not in him because it isn't a matter of words. We're not called to love with words, but in deeds and in truth. And so I, I find it so exciting, you see, because Paul gives us this revelation of, of how boundless, of, of how unlimited this love of God is. And you see, if you're a Christian, if you belong to Christ Jesus, according to Jesus, you can live in that love and you're to stay living in that love. And if you obey his commands, you will stay in that unlimited, boundless immense, powerful life and love. And that love will be in you and will operate through you. And so he ends his prayer by saying, he is able to do so much more than all you would ever dare to ask him or even imagine that he would give you through his power that he has already placed within you. That's the point, you see. He's put the power, but you need this sort of release of the life, of the love, of the power of God constantly in your life. And the way that comes is by this faith, the way that faith operates in our lives. And so Paul says, so let his glory be revealed in the church. Now, how is his glory revealed in the church? Not, I would say, through our services, not just because we have nice times of worship and sermons and all the rest. No, no. The way his glory is revealed in the church is what he's just prayed, that he is able to do much more than all you would ever dare to ask him or even imagine that he would give you through his power that is already placed within you. How is God glorified in his church? By the revelation of that power, by the revelation of that love, not in words, but in action, in the lives of people. They embody this power. They embody this love. They demonstrate this in the way in which they communicate Christ to others. Such an amazing prayer, that, isn't it, really? It's almost as if he was overwhelming them with God's generosity and purpose and and breaking down any resistance that might have been there. I think Paul was a a guy of great enthusiasm, don't you? I mean, you can imagine, because he, he dictated his letters, and you can imagine him just sort of getting carried away with this and saying, oh, he is just able to do so much more than you can even think. You know, Don't be puny in your thinking. Don't, don't just think that your little you and God could only use little you in little ways. No, no, no. You're little you, but you're part of something so big. You're part of something so majestic. You're part of the eternal plan of God. You're part of his purpose to bring everything under the sovereignty and the supremacy of Jesus Christ. And he has put his life and his love and his power in you so that you can actually see God do mighty things through you. Do you think it's a case if he just didn't want anybody left behind? Because he goes on to talk about unity, doesn't he? He wants to bring everybody with him. Well, he does. But, you know, I think that there's something else. You see, when, when I was a young pastor and I, and, and, and I was seeing God use me in ways that I never, never expected, I mean, I knew that in and of myself I was nothing. I knew that all the things that I was seeing happening, they were not me. It really was Christ in me. I, that, that I, as a young pastor, was just a very sort of weak and fearful person. But I saw God uh, doing these amazing things and revival happening and miracles of healing happening every day, 
not just you know every so often and and it it was absolutely amazing it was like being taken into a totally different spiritual world but my whole attitude was if god could do this in someone like me he can do it through anyone and you see i think that was paul's attitude if god could take someone who persecuted the church who was opposed to jesus who hated christians and could turn his life around and use him in the way that god was using paul then he could do that in anyone and 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 uh, I, i mean this is the point isn't it it isn't that any of us are any great shakes and even at the end of his ministry Paul was referring to himself as the chief of sinners because he persecuted the church. So he wasn't saying I'm the great apostle bomb 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 bomb. And I mean this is this is what what I found even in doing this translation that I mean you you know I've written over 40 books Julia but this was different mm. because you're handling God's own word you're handling something that is holy. And and to me uh it wasn't i can do a better job than all the other translations i never even consulted you know all these other uh, translations that are around that wasn't my concern what i was concerned to do was to honor god and to fulfill what he was asking of me and and i felt so small really because it was such a privilege i thought wow god God has given me this great privilege. And and that that's that's really how I counted it and so it was so precious, so holy and and I wanted to you know really really I wanted to be so sensitive to the voice of the spirit so that I got the thing right as right as I possibly could. Of course, whatever God does through any of us there's going to be the human imperfections on there. But I wanted this to be as as right and as good as possible uh, so that god is going to be glorified through it and then paul sort of finishes this this prayer so let his glory be revealed in the church and let those who belong to him live to give him glory yes believers of every successive generation forever amen it shall be so This is God's purpose to see his glory revealed in the church not in not just in church services but in the church and what does that mean well we know the church is the people the church is not a series of services the church is people in whom Christ lives so when paul says let his glory be revealed in the church he's saying let the glory of god be revealed in the lives of those who are believers And how is God glorified? Well, Jesus said, "By this my glo- my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples." And what is the fruit? The fruit is the result of the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And this is the great thing that the Holy Spirit will be manifested through our lives. That the Holy Spirit will enable the love and the life and the power of god to be demonstrated through our lives and as that happens so god's glory is seen in the church and the church can then impact the world with the glory of god 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 